0: Yeah. Hello and welcome back to Down the Slope. Uh, we've we've given you a good little wait. I think I think it's been like nine days or something since you've last seen us. But as you can see, I'm joined by Ryan. Ryan, how are we doing?
1: Terrible, man. Uh yeah, I've been wearing a hat all day. And as you can see, man, I've got a big tuft of hair that will not go away. So I'm not doing very well. I've been slated already by a two use, so
0: Uh, For anybody who's not joined um, the live stream, we we always plan to start at seven, everybody else is always late, I'm always on time, but Ryan showed up on time, and he's here, we we had to send him away to get it sorted, so that's why we're a couple minutes late, but join us for the first time in a while, we've got the main man G back, G, how are we doing mate?
2: I'm good mate, it's good to be back, Um, yeah. Uh, it's good to be back, actually. Aye, I'm, I'm looking looking forward to this. Although Ryan will probably disagree and say so it's not good to be back because I've just done a bit of hair. He looks like Ted. It looks like Ted. but we'll let you go with that tonight.
1: It's like the Do you remember when Eric Cantona got his big ban and then everybody was waiting for him coming back? It was return of the king. Is is that what Greg's trying to say here? It's like the return of the big fella. Uh,
2: nah. I'm just there. Uh, I'm, I'm a small part. <laughs> say, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely
0: not the main man. Hey, so G, since we've got you on, actually, um, talk talk to us a bit about your opinions of Nick Montgomery so far, because we've not really had the chance to get many from you since he's joined. You've kind of been absent for most of the episodes. So what, what are you making a big Nick? I don't
2: make a fucking big
0: move, mate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what we do on this show, mate.
2: No, true. You know, I'm I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. Um, he seems like he's got all the all the tools to to be our top top manager, and that's not just at Ipswich; that's in the game in general. So, I am very excited about where he's going to take us, um, and it seems like he can also play a bit as well. So, okay I, uh, I I generally do think, well, he is he is incredibly good for the club. He uh, seems like a really top guy, and as Rye would say, he's he's working class. So, uh, well, and, well.
0: and speaking of the big man playing obviously that the first thing that we're going to cover on today's episode is David Gray's testimonial um correct me if I'm wrong but I believe Hibs beat Man United 1-0 um which is incredibly realistic Scott Brown with the goal but Ryan looking at those uh two no, teams
2: wasn't.
0: what was it not David Grace, absolute clang of oh, right. anyway. I saw Scott Brown scored. I'm reading the wrong things on Twitter. Let's well, just, uh, just uh, rip this up and we're, just,
2: right, we're just packing up and right. going home.
0: Right. Jeez, anyway, anyway, I clearly didn't watch the testimonial game, but you guys clearly did. So, Ryan, talk to me about the game. What what players that played there would you take in the current <laughs> Hibs team? I'm going to get rinsed for that one, by the way. Uh, Nah,
1: I love that you've come to me, even though like just before we come on, I said I wasn't there because I was away on holiday. So uh, I, I don't know much about the game. I've just seen the highlights that probably everybody else has watched. Taken from that, everybody says Scott Brown could probably still play. So I think that's your man there. Um, however, he's probably going to pursue something management. Probably won't be coming back up to Scotland as a player anytime soon. But it was quite nice to see a couple of guys in the hip strips again. I've seen the, the clips of Nick Montgomery putting in a meaty challenge which was uh, which impressed me greatly. That's what I like to see in football. So it's good that he can kind of back up what he's telling the players to do.
0: And G, uh, talk to us a bit about David Gray and the kind of significance he holds for both yourself and for the club.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, it all started with uh, with a pre-season game. away went to Berwick Rangers when he, he smashed the left winger and uh, got up and stuck it in the bottom corner. So it all sort of started there. And then he just became, I would probably say, like a sort of Lewis Stevenson type, where he he's, probably doesn't do anything spectacular, but he, he's six, seven out of ten every week. And that, that's sort of what he became. And then obviously he scored, he scored a goal against Rangers at Easter Road, which is an absolute pile driver. And then he scored a pretty good goal away at Ibrox. And then he scored in the cup final, so he's just he's a proper hip like he, the, the term gets battered about a lot but he gets it and he does get it and he's he's obviously still at the club and he's sort of one of the characters you want to have around uh, because he's been there I think his his drop off was probably quite quick uh, considering his age but Look, you he, he served the club well and, and he's still serving the club at the moment so just an all round hero really uh, and someone who will forever be grateful to for, for that day in May.
0: And One of my favourite David Gray ones, I think it's a bit more of a niche one than most people point to but um, I think it was a game that we won 2-0 where um, Robertson saved it with his hand, and then Lewis Stevenson went up the other end and scored a volley. Um, but for the entirety of the first half, um, we sang David, David Gray, and it was literally that for the full first 45 minutes. It's potentially the longest I've ever seen Hibs fans hold the same chant for a half. And I don't know why, but when I think of David Gray, that's one of the moments I go to. Um, but Ryan, is there any um, taking away the screamer race scored in the 4-0 game, and then taking away the goal, obviously, in the cup finals, are any David Gray moments in particular that's Jump out to you.
1: Brombe, maybe. Um, obviously quite poignant. Going away to going away to Denmark, just as like Copenhagen, Brombe is. I think you were there, Harry, were you? <laughs> Aye, it was it was quite a big thing to kinda of compete on the European stage where obviously Brombe are a decent enough club for their for their country. So I think that was out with the obvious quite a big one. Um and then just kind of the capacity in which he served since then for the club um, after his playing days, I think he's He's uh, been like a steady and calming kind of presence throughout the managerial turmoil over the last couple of years. I was, I was actually really happy when he came on board um, as a coach, and he's obviously proved to be quite a valuable asset because he's been kept around by I think this is his third manager now. So, um, and CEO Ben Kensal and the board obviously rate him as well, otherwise they wouldn't be kind of pushing for him to be part of that backroom staff. So it's great to have somebody like him around the club.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm mentioning the Bromby one. Um, I remember after we won the final, one of the songs that we sung was who put the ball in the Rangers net, Davey, Davey. <laughs> and then we were all a bit gutted on the train home because obviously um, you weren't going to stay in Bro, like wherever the Bromby was. You were staying in Copenhagen, as you said, right. And so um, yeah. we were getting the train back. And then there was like these two Bromby guys in our carriage and they were like, oh, the atmosphere you used, were brilliant. You need to sing us a song. We were all like, mate, we've just been knocked out of Europe with be Ballard singing a song. And he kept on going on, so we started singing "Who put the ball in the Bromby net, Davey?" David. <laughs> and they shut up very quickly, which was fantastic fun. Um, also, first comment from the YouTube section comes in from Sibo Slice. What a guy! And he says, "You know, got a hat, right, dog?
1: <laughs> you
0: got a masky ugly." Oh, <laughs> shots fired straight back. Goodness! Um, But in terms, I of- like Sibo. He's a good lad. He's a good lad it is indeed what a gentleman Um, in terms of other things that are going on in the Hibs world obviously Hibs didn't have any games however um, we did have a couple players that I noticed again I'm having clangers tonight boys but two players that I noticed that played well um, internationally were both part of the Australia team Martin Boyle got himself an assist in Australia's victory over New Zealand and that game uh, was Lewis Miller's first ever start for Australia so um, it's brilliant seeing our players kind of uh, build their reputations globally as well as at the club um, did either of you catch the game the England Australia game supposedly Martin Boyle particularly the first half had quite a good game
1: No, I've not seen much football this last kind of 10 days I was away for a week there um, but yeah I heard the same I, I didn't hear it I seen it on Twitter as well that he was quite impressive I, I'm really happy to see Lewis Miller kind of being integrated into that Australia team I think that serves both ourselves and obviously him well going forward Um potential transfer away in the next couple of years, the fee's obviously going to be greater, given that he's an international player now. And I think the experience he can gain from that and become a better player is great for us um, as well, week on week going forward. So I've been very impressed with him this season. And it is what he deserves. Um, And he's competing with another player in the SPFL for that position, Ryan Strain. So um, whoever you think is a better player, that's up to you. But um, it's definitely good to see him on that stage.
0: And G, what about um, obviously we got Nick Montgomery coming over from the A League, and I'm sure he, he's got a relationship um, with the Australian setup. Do you think it is important that those guys are integrated into the team? and Do you think that Montgomery probably had a role to play in Lewis Miller being put on their radar? Like I'm
2: overly bothered about what Australia do to be honest. Like I'm not concerned about hims, but look for the for individuals. It's definitely good to for for them to get international exposure that the national team. Uh, I think when you grow up playing football, you obviously want to play for your country. So their a dream come true for Lewis Miller, and it can only serve him well. But my main focus is how he plays for hips, so not for Australia.
0: He is just back and he's already shooting me down for my questions. Um, but another comment from YouTube, Handsome Jack said, thought Marvin Bartley played well, um, as we clearly saw at the start of the episode. I didn't see, so I can't comment on that. But Jack, I trust your judgment. And Marvin Bartley was another one of those players that was always a consistent 6, 7 out of 10 until he definitely was not towards the end. Um, and that was, that was kind of everything that went on during the time that wasn't... Um, that Hibs weren't playing. So there wasn't too much to talk about. And we have got a couple of listener questions and so we'll jump through them quickly. Um, first of which came from Albert Street and he said, do you think Nick Montgomery will be here longer than the average 18 months to two years Hibs seem to go through managers? Early days, I know. Um, but I think we've had this one a couple of times and personally, I think it is a bit too early to say. I think we'd like him to be because if he is, then it means that he's had a pretty successful tenure. Um, but the ideal one is he wins the league at a canter this year and he moves down to a Premier League team next season. That, that would probably be the dream for me because we'd be sitting on top of the league with a league title. But um, realistically, I think it's fair to say we would all like him to stay um, as long as possible because that would typically mean success. Any disagreements there? Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then second question from Albert. He said, what's the best thing you like slash admire about Nick Montgomery? For me, he just seems to... Uh, uh, for me, it just seems to me uh, that he just gets and um, So the cliche that um, G banded about earlier on today, um, he thinks that he gets Hibs. Um, Ryan, aware that um, your favourite thing about him is his, that he's working class. Is there anything else about him in terms of his managerial ability that you're a fan of?
1: Um, I like that he's trying to integrate young players from the start. Um, he's fairly honest in his interviews and his assessment of things. Um, and I do think... Kind of like that he's, he's made football for the players a wee bit more basic in, in the system that he's asking them to play and their specific roles. He's not, it doesn't look as though he's making things too complicated for them. So he really is making it kind of easy to go out there and get results.
0: And G you yourself?
2: Just like the way that he carries himself, really. He's a very honest guy. Uh, doesn't, doesn't really seem to do do many amazing things, but what he does works. Like we've seen that from the games that he's managed so far that he can get a tune out of the players and he's got buy-in from the players, which is so important, but he just seems like a really down-to-earth guy. And I think that, that's probably the best thing about him, is that he just he will communicate with people on their level and he won't try and... Uh, <clears throat> start things up or whatever. So I just really like the way that he, he comes across and that he carries himself and presents himself.
0: I know. I I just like the fact that he's got a clear goal in mind. And um, I think four four two is the way that he thinks football should be played, and that's something that he's tried to instill from day one, regardless of personnel that are there. Um, and we can discuss in a quick second if we think he's going to be flexible. As you may have noticed halfway through G's answer, I did have a bit of a smirk on my face because Lee runs hopped into the comments and said, did Ryan walk into the Butchers for a haircut by mistake? <laughs> um, Ryan, they're not going easy on you tonight, my friend. Um, But yeah, Albert, we love uh, Nick Montgomery. You let us know what you think as well. Um, one of our favourites, Jack Kell, he said, with Kenna putting in great performances on loan, do you think Nick Montgomery should look to recall him if there's an option? I would assume that would be in January, as we would be able to do so before. So if we could get um Nolan kind of back from Shrewsbury, um, would you guys want that to be the case? Or do you think just give him a full season there, make sure he gets his minutes, and then we could reassess next season. Ryan, come to you first.
1: I, I would say probably leave him there the full season so he gets the biggest benefit that he can from playing regular first-team football. I know that I've always kind of seen the qualities that he's got, and uh, I've kind of always hoped that he would he would do something for Hibs long-term, and I, I still believe that he's got the the abilities to do that. I know that myself and Greg both kind of liked him. Um, Not too dissimilar from Diego, maybe just lacks in the experience and comparison. I think he's got all the other tools needed to play in that role. So I'd like to maybe see him come back with a full season, maybe 30-odd games under his belt.
0: And um, when I was over in Switzerland, I I, I don't like to name the names that say things, but um, if you go to uh, the big away days, um, some of the people at the club tend to let you in on a few club secrets which is really nice and um, one or two of the guys that are quite senior at the club are very high on Noan and Ken I definitely think that he's a player for the future um, Greg do you do you think that the loan do you think the full season is good for him or do you think that splitting minutes with Jago would make sense but with Jago in the form that he's in it or has been in the past month or so um, do you think that he could potentially not even disposition Jago this year
2: No he should get the full season he's not going to take Jimmy Jago's place uh, and Jimmy Jeggle has been, has been better recently. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But for me, you know, I'm Kerra, should stay in the full season. I know that he was highly rated at Leeds. I think some Leeds fans were quite surprised they came up to us. It's not worked for whatever reason. He is a young lad, though. So you you always need to remember that. But give him the full season and see what happens when he comes back. I think there, there is a player in there, but you do need to let him the full season on loan. Uh, playing week in, week out, where they've discovered a bit of confidence again. Uh, just getting that continuity of games is, is so important.
0: Absolutely. Um, And then back to the YouTube comment section, Lewis Young said, have you boys got your tickets for the semi-final? Of course we do. Don't you worry about that. We've also got our bus pretty much full. Um, So we're pretty excited to get the DTS bus back for the first time in over a season, which will be really We've
1: good. We've got a... We've got a ticketing department now for these big away days, so we're all sorted. Like. We don't need to lift a finger.
0: All right, and it happens to be um, me, my sister, Craig, or Liam. So you wipe that smug look off your face and you join the committee, <laughs> my <laughs> 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 Goodness. Um, I pay then, my
1: money like everybody
0: else. <laughs> you don't pay the stress happy. Anyway, handsome Jack, he said, went to HTC today to meet the players and manager. It was class. Jack, let us know what players you got to meet, and also how is Nick Montgomery as sound as he comes across, because he does seem like a pretty cool uh, guy. Also,
1: how did you manage to do this? If it was a school trip or something, fair enough. If not, we're going on a down-the-slope trip.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say no to that. I don't know if I'd be able to get up from Tottenham, but you never know. Um, Andy Allen said, Kenna seemed really slow compared to Jago. Um And I, that seems... Um, I, think,
2: um, I think that was probably more the system, to be honest.
0: It's also quite hard to judge when
1: both players aren't on the same pitch at the same time. I mean, it's all about perception, eh? Like, I, I don't know. Jego's like 10 years older. Kenna's quite an athletic kind of young guy. You would think he'd have a wee bit of pace, eh?
0: Aye, and I, I refuse to believe that anything that happened in the Lee Johnson era that was negative existed um, because that was a very troubling time for us all. Aye, um, erased
1: from the memory, innit?
0: <laughs> but uh, Luzerne was... Much on in the memory, anyway. Jack Kell said, Who do you think your top listen to artists will be on Spotify rap this year? Minimum two Drake mentions inbound. I think mine will be Palantini or Kanye. That's that's a good one, Range, Even use Spotify, or are you on like some form of like iPod nano? <laughs> uh, the <laughs> cheeky, no, I, I,
1: so so the one that the one that would be 100% number one, I probably can't say, but other than that. Probably Fleetwood Mac, Rolling Stones, maybe. Um, that's obviously, I'm into my bands and stuff. It'll be a wee bit different from you guys, but oh, you know what? I'll say my number one anyway. We definitely 100% be Gary Oak. Uh Greg's been in the car, so you can testify to that.
0: Uh, that does not surprise me at all. Greg, who do you think is going to be top of yours? And if it's not Drake, then um, yeah. I, th- I think we're going to have a very sad Jack on our hands.
2: Absolutely, yeah, it's going to be Drake, especially now his his album's out. Uh, Yeah, Drake. Uh, D-Block Europe will be up there as well, but I think Drake comfortably out in front. Last year I was on the top 0.01% list of Drake, so I want to try and beat that this year.
0: Nice. I, I tend to live in that same type of camp for J. Cole, um, I do listen to a couple of his albums weekly, so yeah, very I'd, good. I'd, I'd be shocked if J Cole wasn't in there. Um, and Juice World has kind of been prominent as well. I think J Cole will definitely be above him, but um, Juice World will definitely feature in the top five. And um, I'm going to very quickly say it and move on. But Taylor Swift likely to be in there as well. Anyway, <laughs> um, moving on to the next bit. To be fair, Harry, I, uh,
2: Savage Garden, I of a guilty pleasure of mine. So yeah,
0: Ooh, solid. Solid boy. Very good. Um. Also, this is a cracker. Lucinda Wiley said, hello, Harry, you look very pretty. That's class. Uh, and Lucinda is a friend yeah. of the podcast. So thank you very much, Lucinda, for tuning in. And you look very pretty as well. Um. Handsome Jack, back to him and his tour of the East Mains. He said, 100%, all the players apart from Rocky Boyle and Miller, for obvious reasons, I work in club store. And said hi to... Oh, that's Handsome Jack. That's class. Um, when I bought the... A way top, I think it must have been Jack that was serving me. Up. Oh, that's it's always fun to put a face to a name. That's that's very cool. Sorry. And is I'm he just, handsome, right enough? Eh? Um, I, I think he's understated himself. I think very handsome. Jack would be more apt for him, to be honest. Um, And then Hibbs, the man who I keep on asking to change his username, said Kenner didn't even look like he could control a ball. Still reckon there's a player. Um, That's good. And then also request from Lucinda. She said, "Greg, give us a smile." Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you go back through our thousands of hours of recording, you'll find maybe three of them in there. Um, And next, Dave.
2: Oh. It's because Ewan is with us that, and that is why. Understood. So they just spend their Wednesday nights listening to us, which is.
0: Well, I disagree. I, I think Hopefully that we're... Lucinda and Aaron have been converted from Celtic to Hibs, and that's the reason they're tuning in. Um, but Dave G, so this this is a shot directly at me. Dave said, "Is wearing trainers with a suit ever acceptable?" So well, <laughs> let me let me take you back on a little adventure. We're going to get back to Hibs at some point, guys. Um, but essentially, I was working at the NFL London Games when they were at Tottenham. Oh yeah, I was indeed, my friend. I was indeed. It was a very good time. Um, however, um, I when I do those <laughs> games, I work from approximately quarter to eight in the morning when I get to the stadium and I'm on my feet until approximately nine at night Um, that is a pretty long time to be wearing pointers and by the end of the day where all the crowd had left and I was just walking around finishing my last little bits I did take the pointers off and put on shoes because I thought there's nobody left to impress and Dave G is not impressed by that explanation and um, so The question that he's put is, is wearing trainers with a suit ever acceptable? Um, Directly pointing to a picture that he saw of me wearing trainers with a suit. Can I just say that
1: my biggest surprise in there is, like, you must be the only person in the world that works that many hours in a day, lad.
0: Uh, uh, So when was the last time you wore pointers for 14 hours straight, you goober? No, I'm being genuine. (laughs) Uh what's, What's your question? What's, what's your response, sorry? It should
2: come with jail time, to be honest.
0: Right, so jail time for Harry. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, and then Hibbs um, said that he would rather put sliders on. Um, so thank you, Hibbs. Um, Dave G also asked, are all Hearts fans Tories and bigots or is it just the majority? It's odd how a football team can bring so many together just like their West Coast cousins. Um, it is a bit bizarre, isn't it? Like how you can allow your football team to dictate your... Like, views, I always think that about Rangers fans and I think it is true for Hearts fans, quite a lot of them do tend to be a bit more on the right hand side of the political spectrum just because they support Hearts and they wear cardigans at the football Um, so I think that's where it comes
1: from though I, I do yeah. believe that that's where it comes from you kind of fall into that almost mass way of thinking, is you go to the football you might see a Union Jack and all of a sudden you start to then follow that and believe that yourself, Um, because I mean you wouldn't walk past forty thousand people in the street and they'd all have the exact same beliefs. you know what I mean? So, it can only come from the the people around about you, kind of rubbing off on you or being an influence on you. I do think it's absolutely ridiculous. So some of the some of the beliefs of these these people, um, both Rangers
2: and Hearts.
0: And do 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 you think it is all Hearts fans, or do you just think it's majority? It's not all Hearts fans.
2: Let's be honest, like it's not so. Look, like, people have their own political beliefs, and it's not it's not for me to, to tell them if to tell them how how they should feel. But yeah, I, I, I think there, there is there is probably an element that that do follow the way that the my club is. Uh, to be honest, Rangers as well, but it probably happens with Celtic and Hibs too. but my political beliefs are that he's set in stone, and it's not because of him and it's not because of anything else it's just, that's what I believe but we have tread treaded on quite dangerous waters there but if uh, yeah.
0: If we ended up talking about <coughs> um, certain political views I think that G could potentially end up with a spot on Piers Morgan Uncensored with quite a hefty debate there um, well, To
2: be honest, I would love to go on that programme, uh, like, I, I really would
0: it's just the insults that would fly out that um, I'd be entertained yeah. by. I reckon you'd laugh about six minutes before he started crying and kicked you off air, to be honest. Yeah. Or or maybe he's, he uh... would storm out.
2: Well, he's got previous for that, so. <laughs>
0: um, And then, laughing on me wearing shoes, Lewis Young said may as well go barefoot at that point, um, so thank you for that. And Lucinda has brought us back to Hibs. Thank you, Lucinda, for keeping us on track. And she has said... Um, should Rocky or Hanlon start at centre-back? So, obviously, this coming weekend, we are making the trip to Mordor. We're going to Ibrox to play against Rangers, um, speaking of the most Tory club in Scotland. Um, and, yeah, let's let's use that as our first question to kind of discuss the game. So, obviously, it seems to be the case that it's either Hanlon or Rocky that are filling one of the centre-back positions alongside Will Fish. Um, so, Greg, coming to you first, um, who gets the nod for you? Paul oh, Hadlock. Ryan, is it a debate or do you just think Paul Hanlon needs to start this game?
1: Yeah, I think what we want and probably what will happen are two different things. But I think the three of us would probably want Paul Hanlon in there for a number of different reasons. The fact he's left-footed, the fact he's well-experienced. and He's quite quite clever um, in the way that he defends. But I do think that Rocky seems to be in favour at the minute.
2: Don't get me wrong, I think Rocky has... Definitely improved, but I think you pointed that balance, that a little bit more experience at Ibrox. Uh and Paul Hadley gives you that. So for me, that that's why I would be picking them.
0: Yeah, my my main thinking, as I've said up like when we've discussed it, I just I think that the, the system that we're playing, it's just favorable to have a left footed center back so it's easier to play out from the back. I think that now that teams are aware of the fact of what we're trying to do, um there is a necessity to get the ball out from your feet quickly. And I think that Montgomery trusts Rocky to do that more than Hanlon. It's the only justification for him starting, in my opinion. Uh, Some games when we've went a bit uh, more direct later on in the games, that's typically when he's put Hanlon on the pitch. So I think realistically Montgomery kind of sees it as uh, Rocky's better with the ball at his feet and Hanlon's a better defender. Um, whether or not that's true I might have just made that up by accident um, but that seems to be the case Um, There is another
1: element though I think maybe Rocky's recovery pace is is obviously a lot better than Paul Hanlon's Um, not saying that's the sole reason that he's in the team but he is is quicker across the ground Um, so that may be another factor Um, but I don't know
0: And Hibbs chimed in and said, would pick Hanlon for height and better in the air? Rangers have tall attackers, plus they're not the quickest team, so he would be able to cope fine. Um, Greg, speaking of which, for Rangers and the threats they bring, um, is there any player that you think Hibbs should be worried about? Or do you think that Rangers this season should be a more realistic game than maybe last year?
2: To quote, I don't care about the Rangers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'll be that. I really
2: don't. I think we just need to go and play our game uh, which has been pretty successful recently so I don't even need to worry too much about the opposition we just focus on on what we want to do and how we want to play the game
0: And Ryan, what about yourself? Is there any players in the Rangers team? Obviously Tavernier um, is kind of um, always getting himself in amongst the goals whether it be assists or scoring them is that a player that you think Hib should try and game plan for? Or are you just thinking we Uh, need to bring our game?
1: I actually think that that's a player that we could kind of exploit defensively. Um, if if he marauds up the part like he, he likes to do, we can kind of exploit that space in behind on the quick counter attack um, because their 2 fullbacks do play high and, and fairly wide and our two strengths are our two wingers at the minute. So that's an area of the park that we could kind of get some joy from. I haven't seen any in the Rangers. So I look a bit like Greg. don't really care about them, so I won't watch them um, if Hibs aren't playing anyway. I haven't, um, I haven't heard good things about them. I've heard they play fairly narrow. Um, they've obviously had a troubled start to the season. They've now got a new manager. Um, we had a poor start to the season as well, so I don't know. Um, we've picked up since we were the new manager, so just got to kind of hope it's not the same for them come
0: Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Bit, bit of a strange appointment that Philippe Coulon. I think the other names that I saw kind of touted around there, I thought would do a bit of a better we, job. We bit
1: left field. We bit left field, considering he's had he has had a number of jobs, and I think he's won one league in Belgium, and um, for the self-proclaimed biggest team in Scotland, it's not who I would want as my manager if I was a fan of the biggest club. To be honest with you. Uh, He's not really got much of a proven record, like I say, one title from about six clubs. So,
0: Ng, I want to get your reaction to this. I believe that he is the first bald manager of an old farm team since Andy McDowell was in charge of Rangers. And um, how does that make you feel?
2: Was McDowell the boy that they had at Easter Road to Scotland to him black for a walk? <laughs> was that that actually, that was man? wasn't it? Yeah. Was it not Kerry McDowell though? Oh, was it? oh I made might have said that. Yeah, it was a surprise. Uh, yeah, I don't really think the haircut's got to do with how good a manager they are, but I know that Monaco fans really weren't impressed with Philippe league. They, they, they did not like him at all. But I, it's, it's, a diff- it's, a, it's a difficult one because it's a totally different league to what, what he's putting used to. The French league is okay, but... Teams probably get a lot of time on the ball. Whereas Scotland, you don't. Players are all getting an instant. So I, I, don't know. Like obviously, I don't want them to do well, but we'll see. All
0: right, and jumping back to the YouTube comment section, have to ask when's the merch coming out? Let us know what you want, and we could definitely explore that. Um, Andy Allen said Rangers are there for the taking, and Hib said, um, Clement sets up with a four-four-two as well. So should be a good watch. That could be interesting if both teams line up like that. Um, and Andy Allen said, Ryan, he's won three titles on the bounce in Belgium. Is um, it
1: three? My uh, bad.
0: Thank you. Andy is putting us in our place. Thank you, Andy. Jeez, uh, we, who it did he manage in Belgium? Uh, Bruges. Was it Bruges? Was, uh, was it not that union team that won the league? We're, we're not very good with our European football, apparently. And um, what you Maybe look back? I'm, I'm reading comments. I must have
1: misheard that he won it with one, one team, but I didn't hear three on the bounce, so I've just equated that to one title. <laughs>
0: Hey, and then um, yeah, so uh, helping answer um, Hibbs's question, um, what would the midfield be? Let's just kind of go through our full starting eleven and kind of discuss how we would line up. Um, so the defense, I believe that we've said Marshall and Goals, and you've got a Rocky. Sorry, a Beta Hanlon, um, Fish and Miller. Ryan, give me the midfield.
2: Jago Neil, um, you and Boyle, and G going up top. Uh,
0: Vente or Lafondra I think um, after the last time we saw, I, th- I think after the Hearts game, um, we do kind of have to go back to Lafondra, I think his impact coming off the bench, I know that's probably going to be when he's most impactful but I think especially after he's had a couple weeks off, it only makes sense to go to him um, to start on this game Gee, were you happy with that midfield? Do you think Levitt could potentially be an option or do you think this isn't the first game to bring him in for?
2: Not the game to bring him in for. So like they stick to what we've done. I think it's worked well. Uh, look, I think Jego's done well, so he doesn't deserve to be dropped. And obviously, Joe Joseph dual picks himself.
0: And Ryan, handsome Jack asked, if all keepers are fit, who starts for you? Feel bad for Murray Johnson got recalled when he could be getting game time elsewhere. Um, but do you think that Walcott's are starting keeper at the moment, or would you have have you seen enough? Good for a Marshall that he would get the nod for you.
1: I see when we brought Wallercoy in, I was hoping that he was going to be the number one. But I think since Montgomery and is it Miguel Miranda, the goalkeeping coach, since he's come yeah. in, I've seen an upturn in uh, Marshall's performances. Enough to say that until Form says otherwise, he should be in, should be the number one. He's been decent of late, to be honest. But I don't know how bad this injury is, so
2: we're we might... not a big enough sample size. for anyone else. So, yeah, I mean, Marshall is the number one. There's no no doubt about that. Boric just my right played played more than Wallacott in mm. competitive games, but like he is the number one. It's just I and mean, it is not not exactly over the moon with it, but that's the way it is. Until Boric and Wallacott start getting proper runs of games, and that's the way it's going to be. So.
0: You well, know, the facts are Boric has played in one Edinburgh derby and he kept a clean sheet for when he was on the pitch. So Boric, you get my nod, my friend. And I'm joking, I'd also stick with Marshall. Um, but Greaves, said, shame the B-words get a new manager in time for us to go to Mordor. Let's hope the Clement boy does not play with a 10, get 4-4-2 in the bin for the big games. Um, what what Do you just think there's any chance that Montgomery <coughs> switches from the four four two? Do you think we could potentially see a three at the back set up for this game? Or do you think that he'll just stick with his guns and this is kind of the, the formation that we're going to see by default so we're no longer discussing formation, we're just discussing personnel week in, week out?
2: I think he's going to stick to his principles every week. That's not going to change. So whether that's four four two or whatever, that's just how it's going to be. And We're going to set up and we're going to train and we're going to work on that, that shape and formation. So I don't think there's any merit in discussing formations. I think what you'll find is that company will always play four four two. Uh, and if not, then it'll be pretty close to it. So he, he seems a man of his principles and he knows what works. He, he knows what he wants. So I think it's just going to be that formation.
0: And Ryan, in terms of the style of play, um, obviously we do like to play passing football. It might be a bit trickier on one of the biggest pitches in the league. Um, do you think that we could potentially see us go a bit more direct, try and get Boyle and Yuan in behind, or do you th- expect us to still keep the ball on the deck and try and play through Rangers? I
1: would expect that it'd probably be more opportunity to go long if um, like I said, the fullbacks are kind of high up the park and we win the ball back. So I would pro- I, I would expect situationally that we might go more direct um, than we usually would, given it is on um I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against that. If that's where their weaknesses are, then then we can hit them there. I'd be happy enough to see that happen. Um I think you can be effective playing more long direct balls at times. So if it works, why not? Um Venti's hold up play has been decent up till now. So even if we're clipping it into him and playing off him, then that's fine as well.
0: Excited to see Dylan Venti play. Who who are you guys, who have you missed most over the over the international break? What player are you excited to see on the weekend?
1: Oh, I don't know. Probably Venti. To be fair, I was—I've been impressed with him since he's come through So, I want to see more of him, Joseph?
0: Always a bit of Joseph action, GM. Don't don't you worry, guys. No matter what John Yule said, G is going to grow those curtains to be as glorious as Joe's himself. Try my best, yeah. mate. Try. Them. <laughs> um. And then just before we wrap up and give our predictions, um, just looking back, obviously, I gave my David David Gray one. That's probably my favourite game I've ever been to, the Lewis Stevenson uh, scuffed volley that somehow hit the back of the net and we won 2-0 that game, I believe. Um, what's your guys' favourite Ibrox memory from one being there and two just in general?
2: Scottish Cup gives right up there. Sproul will call it and kill it. It was someday. Unbelievable. Uh, and the one where we were 3 up at half-time as well At the championship that was that was better. I,
0: I wish they could bring back the day in mind when we used to get the full stand. Like Imagine mm-hmm. actually having a full stand at Ibrox and winning. That would be unbelievable. Unfortunately, be... by the time I, I started going to games at Ibrox, we only had our wee 800 in the corner. Um, but Ryan, any any particular Mordor memories come to mind? Mm. Jamie McLaren penalty. Orkard. Decent. Aye,
1: decent. Uh, it's a place that I've probably not been to all that often. Um, various circumstances, playing football myself or working or whatever, but aye, that one sticks out. Uh, Slivka's goal, decent. But as of the last two, three years, I've not really had much success there either, so feels like a distant memory.
2: Aye, the... the Jamie Slif- McLaren one was class.
1: Nah, mentally, they just
2: scored. Mental He this, spoke about
1: it on a podcast about six months to a year ago, saying how wild it was, like wearing
2: eyebrows. In front of the, the Habs fans he so Honestly,
0: they, I thought he'd missed
1: it. The keeper eh
2: yeah. Legs, they fucking
1: hit
0: the roof of the net. Was it no Alan's first game wings. back after leaving or something? So everybody was wanting Alan to All take it, right. or have I made that up?
2: Uh, that was his first game back and he actually walked fucking Greg Dockett over the place that day and then turned uh, to Verde for the penalty, which was so good. League One, Wes. League One. <laughs> so good, But Honestly, like Neil Lennon at Ibrox was like a man possessed. Every time we went there. Brilliant, eh.
1: Just bring him in for the audience.
2: I was worried that day because Brandon Barker went off after like five minutes, and I was like, "Oh no, that's that's a that's a the Brandon Barker, I behave.
0: Yeah, not not the not the greatest career since Hibbs, but I was gonna I was gonna on the Slivkovar. Um, the whenever Slivko scored goals in big games, we would I would I would drink to. Um, the extent I knew I was going to be hung over the next day, which would be called the Sliff Cover. And that happened <laughs> twice, one of which was that volley, because um, it was 3-2 after we just beat them 3-2 in the cup final, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then also the Celtic game where um, there was two in the box and one of them Sliff Cut. Um, that was also Sliff Cover 2.0. Two sensational days, would recommend. Um, but guys, are either of you heading through on Saturday? Yes.
1: Yes, I'm going with your sister and Craig. Nice little gang there, getting the car share on the go. Of course. Well, of course we are. Well, to an extent, man. I just, uh, I just drive them. Eh, I'm just their chauffeur at this point.
0: They get the tickets. You get the journey. No, no bother at all. Uh,
1: that's how I see. I'm sweating in the traffic, Harry. <laughs> eh, like actual traffic, no online
0: traffic. eh? eh. Worrying about tickets, man. Goodness. Um, but guys, just before we wrap up, let's let's do our predictions for the game. Ryan, we'll come to you first. You're heading through. Um what do you expect the score to be this weekend? And if we are scoring, who are you expecting to get on the score sheet? What well, no hubs 20. Straight uh, in there, no hesitation.
1: I like a proper solid kind of display, no giving any quarters, nothing at all. Nice early goal, sit in the lead, happy days.
0: And just before I come on to you, G, um, Andy Allen said, Darren Jackson scored when I was in the home end at Einbrokes. Um, I enjoy Einbrokes. That's that's a very Dalek yeah. quote, but it's good nonetheless. And I'm glad Darren Jackson scored in front of you there, Andy. Um, but G, uh, coming to you for uh, that same question, score line and scorer if you think we're scoring.
2: 3-1,
0: Habs.
2: 3-1? Yeah. Thirty. uh
0: La Fodra earlier Aye. you know what we've missed this season we've missed Martin Boyle completely taking over a football game and just absolutely romping someone Um, and as we've seen when he played them at Hamden he's definitely got the potential to do that so I, I'm going to put Martin Boyle double and vent all got one as well. So I'm going to say 3-0 hibs. It's not going to be one of the convincing 3-0s where we batter them. It's going to be like we're 2-0 up in 10 minutes. Nobody really knows what's going on. Then uh what do you got? We'll get the cons- we'll get the additional goal on like the 60-minute mark and it'll be a half empty eye by the end of the game. It'll be beautiful, guys. Um, don't think that's gonna happen. But you never know. You never know. Um, but everyone uh for tuning in, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate you guys joining us as ever. And we will catch you next time.
2: Bye. Take care.
0: <laughs>